Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the iTalk Credit Radio Show with your host, Ira Royal. Using financial literacy to inspire, motivate, and empower people to set and achieve goals in all aspects of life. Join us every Thursday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Cat Builder Network. To be a guest or for more information, go to italkcredit.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the I Talk Credit Radio Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. We strive to empower, educate, challenge, and really motivate people to take control of their financial lifestyle. So we welcome you to another show. I'm, I'm super excited about today's show. We have a, we got some heavy hitters today, um, and I think you're going to enjoy the show too. We're going to, we're keeping up with the theme, just making credit sexy, you know, right? We don't want a monotonous show where all you hear is people telling you a bunch of facts and do this or do that. We want to engage in the show. We want something that's going to make you laugh, going to make you, you know, rethink maybe certain behaviors that you're doing, give you some motivation. Um, we definitely want to give you the tools and the facts that you need to make smarter decisions when it comes to your finances. Um, but we want to really be that channel that brings it to you in a way where you can really take something away and use it on a daily basis, right? We want to make it fun. We want to make sure that, you know, money can be fun. And you're going to find out today, money is funny. Money is funny at times. So let's go through the roster. We have our very own Jamal Boulder, um, credit literacy advocate, serial entrepreneur, the founder of com. He's going to come in with our Real Talk segment today. We're just going to have a, a discussion and see what's on his mind, pick his brain a little bit. Um, you know, he's a friend of the show. He's been on several times, and I love when he comes on. He just gives us the real, the raw, right? We don't really sugarcoat things. We tell you how it is, and we help you, and we let you make the decision, right? We always say, no matter what we say on the show, continue the conversation, do your own research, and make it apply to your life. Don't just stop here, right? We're going to have Mr. Jay Cornelius George. Um, from Laugh Your Class Off, LLC. He's a comedian, a motivational speaker, um, and an educator. He's a teacher as well. So I'm glad to have him on the show. He's going to do our money and study moment, right? And hopefully we can have him on on more shows to just show us how money is fun. We always have those times where, you know, it might get tight, but, you know, um, it's also gives us a little laugh. So it's, it's I think it's important to explore that and important to show people that money is not credit, money, finances. It's not just scary thing that you can't get your arms around. It's a lot of different facets to it, right? And then we're gonna we're gonna do a guest interview today. I'm I'm so excited to have this brother on the show. I mean, I've seen him on TV, heard him on the radio. Mr. Ash Cash from IamAshCash.com. He is the um, the founder of Ash Cash Enterprises. And he's also the head of financial education for Bank Mobile. So this brother has, you know, been going at it for years, just really being an advocate for financial literacy. If we're talking about banking, if you're talking about credit, 
you know, he's been there, he's done it, and he's talked about it. So I'm glad to have him on to give us some of his knowledge and some of his wisdom and kind of let us know what we can do to make sure that we're on the path to success. All right? So again, great show lined up. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be on Mr. Um, Jamal Boulder. He's going to come on our World Talk segment for today. All right? So take a seat.
Credit Radio Show. This is Ira, your host, Ira Royal, Cat Builder Radio Network. Man, you know, I always tell people God knew what he was doing by not allowing me to have a voice. To myself, I feel like I can sing like Drew Hill, um, but God knew what he was doing because I probably have like 20 kids out here. I got the moves now. Like, I, I can dance and I can, I think I got the look down. I just don't have the voice. That's the only thing I'm lacking. Let's take it right to, uh, let's get started with the show, Mr. Jamal. How you doing, brother? Ira, Ira, how you doing, bro? Man, I, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, I'm excited, I'm energized, and I'm pumped. And um, I appreciate man. you taking time out here today, brother, to come talk to us. Bro, I had to come talk to you, man. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta, riding down the street. So we're going to talk, we, you know, I'm, I'm literally in the streets while we're talking. I love it. I love that. Yeah. I love it, yeah. man. I got, I got a little Facebook Live going on. I'm playing with some social media stuff, so I don't, I, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get like Ash Cash, man. Much respect to that dude right there. I know. I, I can't believe you took this time out to, you know, come on my show. This, this is a big deal. I hope the listeners really understand you know, what a golden nugget we have today with not only Mr. Ashcast, but Mr. J. Cornelius George, an educator coming on the show, but we'll, we'll get there. What you got on your mind, Jamal? What I got on my mind, man? Oof. <laughs> you know what, what, what's been happening to me lately, bro? I've been talking to a whole bunch of people that's cash rich. Like, and that's a great thing, right? Yeah. But they credit, But they're credit poor. So some people don't understand what that means, right? But for those, some do understand, but for those of you that don't understand, being cash rich and credit poor is saying that you're in a position where you actually make money. Like, you're not broke out here. You're getting, you're getting to the check, as they say. Um, but if you're credit poor, you still find yourself in a position where you can't do a lot of the things you can do if you were the other way around, let's say credit rich but cash poor. So it, it, it becomes a thing where not only is this, you know, a lot of people think, well, only poor poor people got bad credit or, you know what I mean? That's the thing where it's a certain sector of people or a certain class of people that suffer from this type of stuff. That's an illusion, man. Everybody, everybody is affected by this stuff, man. Um, yeah, and I can't tell you how many times. Go ahead. Glad you brought that up. But I want to I want to speak to that right quick, which you just said, because a lot of times, you know, we have that fear. We talked about this on our last show. We have that fear of, you know, people looking into what we call our credit lifestyle and learning something about us. Oh, this person might not be as 
um, astute in his finances as he portrays himself. We're fearful when we go in and we walk into my pull us our pull our file and we have to wait for that decision, right? That yes or no, can we qualify for a home? Can we qualify for a car? Um, but it's also this factor that, like you said, that there's only a segment of people who deal with credit issues. But just like Jamal said, that's not true. So I come from the banking industry. Um, that's where I kind of started off in my professional career. And one other thing I can tell you is everybody has a moment in their life where they're not term quote-unquote credit worthy, right? Um, and some people might not stay there as longer than others, but there's this valley, there's this dip. You go up, you go down. You go up, you go down. But I believe, you know, the difference between somebody who rebounds once he goes through that valley is education, um, it's motivation, and it's proper planning. And I'm glad you brought that up, Jamal, because I don't want anybody that's listening to the show um, to really think that it's just an isolated situation. Now, I think it's more prevalent in some communities, however, but it's something that affects everybody on a global scale across all ethnicities. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, this is a thing where, and, and and that's what I mean by it, because it's something where a business owner can be affected in trying to expand his business. So, you know, that's that's what I mean by that. People have to really kind of open that up, and we got to be, we got to be really kind of emotionally intelligent. Like, we're all intelligent, but we got to be emotionally intelligent where, I'm able to talk to you about that. Nobody wants to say, you know what I mean, I, I, I'm making all this, but I, I still have these areas where I need that help. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of put that out there because I've been I've been dealing with a lot of people on all ends of the, of the spectrum, and everybody has a common issue. And like you said, it's that knowledge, it's that literacy. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, you know, I also think, and this is my personal opinion, I also think it has to do with um, the belief that you can transition from that stage of being, of, again, credit unworthy or having bad credit to somewhere where you have yeah. good credit. I believe people don't believe that it can actually happen. Um, we fall victim to our circumstances and our mentality, and we kind of we get into this hit of, I'll just live here. I'll just reside here and do the best I can. Yeah. And for all the listeners listening, please, no matter where you are, we say this on every show, I don't care where you are in your credit lifestyle, your credit journey, right? You can always make one, make the decision to set a goal and to do better, right? You can always transition from that bad to that good to that great. It's just going to take hard work. It's going to take patience. It's going to take education. There's no quick fix. Right, so there, there's no, no day. You just one day have bad credit, and you know the next day you have good credit because of a certain action. You know, it, it even it takes a while to even update your score, but there's no just one action you can do. You know, that's going to really bring you from that terrible credit to good credit. It's a process, and one thing we're we're learning in this day and age. I don't want to sound like an old man because I'm not, but you know. Some of us don't want to go through the process, right, Jamal? Like, we don't want to one, Nobody wants to go through be the process, more aware and, and really own the fact that we made poor financial decisions and this is the result of it, this FIFO score, right? And there's, yeah. you know, we don't want to own that. We kind of look at it as other people's fault. Um, and that's across the board. But we have to own that. Okay, I made certain decisions in my past and it led to this. One, I own it. Two, what am I going to do about it? And, we, you know, and I love how every show you, you challenge people 
what are you going to do? Not what anybody else is doing. How are you going to make an investment in yourself to change the trajectory of your life? Yeah, bro, it's about the action. I mean, a lot, you know, that's one thing. I've dealt with a lot of business people in my life doing entrepreneurship and things like that um, of all ages, of all creeds and everything. And one thing I've noticed that all business people have in common, everybody talks really well. Like they're real good at talking. And the thing that separates most people from, you know, the the, the talkers is the action. So that's why, you know, I'm, I'm like, what's the action? What are we doing? Uh, what can people actually participate in that we can that can further this work that we do? I agree. I agree. Um, and there's a lot of things that we can be doing. You know, first of all, we always say start with education. Um, I, you know, education is important, but I think it's also understanding the root cause. So if we truly understand, you know. And it's going to help our education because some, somebody can come and sit and talk to us and really blow it out or frame things in a way we can better understand. But it always comes back to a root cause. Is it an income? Is it a job problem? Um, is it a lack of understanding? Is it a, maybe a lack of awareness? Um, what is the root cause of some of the decisions that I make on a daily basis that lead to this result? And it's a lot of things. It's not just one. I mean, this is a conversation that you can have over and over and over again. This is a conversation that you can have whether you're um, quote unquote poor or wealthy, and I, I hate to use the word poor because I don't ever want to label anybody as poor. I think poor is a mentality that you have. Now, you, you can be in a situation where you don't have a lot of funds, um, and you're you know we call it broke or whatever. But I hate when people say I am poor because I feel like that's just defeating yourself. And if you feel like you're poor, it just changes your whole. Like we've all woken up or are been in a situation where we feel like man. I need more money in my pocket. You know, I need this and I need that. No one. These are, these are things that I need. But once you start you know, using that poor term, I really feel like it's a way to just enslave you into that mentality and you just almost paralyze you. Know? Like a cop out almost. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, cop out or, or more of, you know, you're just self defeating yourself. You know, we always say life and power is. Um, is on the tongue, right? You have life empowering power in your tongue, but I really believe that. And you know, if you listen to the Tony Robbins and the Robert Kiyosaki and the Ash Cashes, they also talk about you know positive affirmations. You know, talking to yourself, telling you that hey, I can change no matter what situation I'm in. I am, you know, I, I have some type of meaning here on this earth. You know, Operation Hope, you know, the Global Financial um, Literacy Organization, their whole thing is about integrity, you know, and, and really viewing yourself a certain way, putting money aside, but how do you look at yourself? What do you call yourself? What do you say to yourself? And I think that plays a poor role, especially in our finances. Yeah, you're right. I mean, um, one thing I'll say about it, too, is that a lot of times we know what we know. We also know what we don't know. Like, I can tell you, um, I can't actually program a, a computer, a sophisticated computer. I know that I don't know how to com- uh, program a sophisticated computer. What really gets us is the stuff that we don't know that we don't know. So it, it kind of it, it requires you stepping out of the box or being able to be observed and, and critiqued. 
Because if you don't know what you don't know, there's obviously a blind spot somewhere. And if, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of times you can't see the blind spot, but someone else can. So I yeah, wanted to share So I think I sent, you a text, I sent you a message about it. I wanted to share something that I think a lot of people don't know that they don't know. Um, a lot of renters are actually now, the, the game is changing. You know, people can utilize their rent as a trade line. Uh, there are several different companies that will allow them to go through with the actual consideration of their, their, their property management company or their landlord. They can get that history to reflect on their credit. And that's going to, like, for some people, that's going to change their life. Because there are people that are lifetime renters that will pay that rent on time. If they ain't paying nothing else on time, they're making sure they pay that rent. So, you know, just little tips, little things that will help you get out of that situation. Um, off the top of my head, one of the companies is a company, and I'm, and I'm not, I don't work with any of these companies. I'm not, you know, doing an ad for them or anything like that. It's just that some people, people need to know that this stuff is out there. This stuff is actually real and it's out there. Um, one of the companies is called Rental Track. People can go to rentaltrack.com and, and just check it out. You know, like I said, uh, any business you do with them is on you. I, I'm not a agent for the company or anything like that. I've just looked into it and seen that there are different options that people can use to help them actually have stuff reporting on their credit. A lot of times people have things that they do pay for on time, but it doesn't. it's not even a factor that's attributed to your FICO score or your other credit scores. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's totally true. And, you know, having an understanding of the type of products and programs out there will definitely, I want to say, will put you in a better position to make certain decisions in your life. Because you're right, a lot of people don't know that their apartment, or there are organizations out here, with, you know, dealing real estate, that will actually report your payment history to the three bureaus. And what that does is, just like you said, Jamal, that creates a payment history that's not necessarily a traditional line of credit installment or revolving. Um, we're seeing this new wave of, of alternative data coming out. And, you know, we're seeing people take utility bills. We're seeing them take rental history. We're seeing them take all forms of um, payment histories and have them be reflected in some type of risk score. And then we're also seeing more companies come out and use those risk scores, like the Savannah score come out. And they're already 16 million strong in terms of, um, you know, people just using that type of FICO score. I think it's good to have multiple channels to receive data. Um, I'm gonna. It's crazy that you brought that up, Jamal, because our guest next week is the CEO of Ecredible. Um, that was a kind of a I don't want to say a spinoff, but a lot of the people that were at one of the major bureaus, um, you know, went to Ecredible and they started that organization that specializes in alternative data and rental history. Making that reflecting in credit report is something that they actually do when they work with rental track. So that's it's crazy that you brought that up, but yeah, what you're saying is true, and, and it all goes back to. You know, do your research. Um, I always tell people, you know, have the discussions, whether it's your banker, whether it's somebody, somebody that you trust that can give you really good advice and accurate advice. But don't be scared to open up and have those discussions and really talk about maybe some of the things that are going on and what you want to do to fix them. You never know what type of seed they can play. You never know if they can help assist you by introducing you so how to, how to change your life. Just never be scared of that. Yeah, yeah, but 
for Jamal, man, I appreciate you, brother. Um, again, every time he come on the show, you just give us those words of wisdom and you let us know what's going on. And I'm so glad that you brought up that, you know, just the whole issue dealing with rental history, not issue what rather, but um, that that's actually something that's going on in the market. Like people are taking the rental history and turning it into an installment loan and have not reflected um, in your FICO source. Most people are like, oh, this, this, that can never happen to me. No, but there's something that's going on out there, so I appreciate you. Yeah, this get the knowledge out of it, and you know, affect the change. We can actually go to companies and have them accept this alternative data. You just gotta get the word out, and actually people actively participating in it. That's right. That's right. So thanks for having me, man. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, and I can't wait to have you back on. So, uh, much blessings to you, brother, and. I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to hang tight, man. I, I want to hear some of these giants on here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. That was Mr. Jamal Boulder, uh, founder of It's the Blueprint.com. Yeah, wonderful brother who is he's in the community. He's on the ground. He's one of the soldiers out here really involved in the communities and making sure he's um, doing as much education as possible. He's challenging people and motivating them to Number one, be more aware. Number two, take the effort to change their financial lifestyle. And that's always a good thing. We're going to take a really short break. And when we come back, we're going to bring on Mr. Jake Cornelius George. He's an educator, a comedian, and a motivational speaker. And he's just an all around. He's a great guy, but he's a funny guy. I think you're going to find funny. Um, and really just how he, you know, he's spinning his thoughts on money. Uh, so sit back. We'll be right back.
You're listening to I Talk Cradle on the Cat Builder Radio Show. This is your host, Ira Royal, and, and welcome back to the show. And we're going to bring on Mr. J. Cornelius George right now. He is one. Of, he is the founder of Laugh Your Class Off. He's an educator, motivational speaker, but he's a comedian. So we're going to bring him on and have a discussion and talk about his organization and what he's doing in the classroom to effectively change lives. Mr. Cornelius. Hey what's, hey, what's good, brother, man? What's good? Man, I'm good. I cannot complain. It's, you know, it's a great day, man. It's, we're having fun. We got you on the show. You know, we got Jamal. We got Mr. Ashcast. So I can't complain, man. Hey, I'm excited, man. You playing the music, too. Every little step, Bobby Brown, I'm telling you, man, I'm just jamming right now. Summer starting. It's awesome. Talking about credit, loving it. Perfect, perfect. Well, tell us a little bit about your organization, Laugh Your Class Off. You know, where did you get that vision, and what exactly are you doing? Yeah, man, Laugh Your Class Off, it started off with uh, me doing a comedy show just for teachers uh, because teachers are leaving education in record numbers. And it was my way just for teachers to get together to relieve some stress from their job. Uh, every day, and then it blossomed from there to where we teach teachers and students how to use improv comedy in the classroom. Um, we do an anti-bully program. We really try to, our mission is to build better communities through laughter. So we just take the whole laughter uh, format and try to build better communities up because in my line of work, I found out when you can laugh at yourself or laugh at situations, it allows you to make a better decision or give you the clarity to think about a situation differently. I agree with you. Laughter, I, you know, I think it's something that, you know, I've heard different comedians say this, but it's something that connects us all, right? Just the ability to yes. look at a situation, the circumstance and laugh that connects across all different type of and ethnicities, backgrounds, education, professions, you know, it connects us. So I love the fact that you use that in the classroom. Yes. Use it in the classroom, use it in everyday life. I mean, we all use it. We all do different things uh, dealing with laughter. Man, I've been so broke sometimes. I've been so broke at times in my life, all I should do is laugh. (laughs) Hey. You can you can tell like speaking of being broke, um, I've noticed this about my own life that when you're broke or when you are credit poor, you have a different relationship with your creator. When you are credit poor, uh, when your credit score is really low, you pray all the time. You pray when you go to the grocery store. You pray when you go to the gas station. You pray, you pray when you try to get your credit, uh, fill out a credit application. You're always praying. You are, God, if it's your will, you said if I speak your word that you'll let me get this credit here to uh, sell so I can get this gas because I can't make it for back to work in between paydays. But when your credit is good, you don't pray as much about stuff like that. I noticed that in my own life. Yeah, I've been there, man. Hey, like, like, hey. If, like, if God's fault, or He gonna magically make that, make those uh, accounts that you ain't paid fall off your credit report real quick. 
Yeah, you like, yeah, God, just, just change. Uh, God, if you love me, God, why don't you just uh, change the man heart down to Equifax so he could uh, remove some of that stuff from me, God? Is if you if your word said right there in your word, you can change Equifax and change the credit report just for about ten minutes. I had a thought when the other guy was on. I had a real thought was, what if God based you going to heaven on your credit score? Oh man! Ooh. I mean, just think about it. just think about it. like we know you can't come to heaven because your credit score is three thirty five and. You ain't been a good steward over nothing that I gave you down there. So we're going <laughs> to uh, hold this off on you for a little bit. I mean, there's some people, it's some people with credit scores out there, they don't even have good, they don't have good credit with their family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think right. about it. You done, You got some people in your family like, man, how'd you get a new car? I went and loaned you $20. You still owe me money from third grade. When I bought you that popsicle, when the guy was the ice cream man was outside, we done. We got people in our wow. family like that, man, with bad credit. And I want, I want your other, your other guys on there, man. They got a. The one thing I want people to understand about credit is, credit does not mean it's free money. I think that's what we mess up at. We thinking that I get a credit card, that means I got free money. I got to pay that back, though. I didn't know that in college. Oh, man. Look, I didn't, I they gave me a credit card credit in college. Card. That's yes. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. free money. I'm like, they gonna, you going to let me, you going to give me what I want now, and I got to pay you $10 a month. No, it's not free money. Credit is not free money, and they need people need to understand that. You know, my first credit card, I remember getting it, and I immediately thought that, oh, man, I can buy this Rockerware shirt right now, and I don't have to pay y'all for 30 days. You know, and I'm talking like, it was the, oh, I want to unbox so much clothes, so many shoes. Man, I had Rockerware, this is so my age, but, you know, Echo, Pele Pele, Tim's, and working part-time. Like, nearly probably not even bringing in, you know, over $500 a month. But th- then my mind said, well, I can buy it now and pay for, oh, I'm about to get fresh. And that's exactly what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. I thought when, when they gave my first credit card, you're a little better than I am because I thought my credit card was like an advance on layaway. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? My credit card, like, instead of laying it away, I can get it now and I can treat the money like that. But my first credit card, I spent the entire balance at the liquor store. I was just partying too much in college. I was like, I just took all of my credit card and bought up the liquor store. Uh, I ain't had nothing to show for it but a bunch of empty bottles. You know how hard it is to try to go back and be like, what I got to show for it, and you can't find nothing but empty bottles. You're like, at least you had rockerwear clothes. At least you had a clothing, uh, some outfits, some shoes. I didn't have none of that. I didn't have nothing but the the bottles. <laughs> the bottle with the water and the highlighter in it. That what you used to use in college. <laughs> That's it, man. That's that all I did. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But yeah, we got to do better with credit. 
We got to make better decisions. I, I like what the last uh, the caller, the guy said, spoke, spoke in and said, uh, it's not an easy fix. You got to take the time. It's about like going to the gym. It, you can gain weight easy, but it's going to take a process and a mindset for you to start fixing it. And you got to want to fix it. So I I totally understand it. You know what? Y'all gonna think this is funny, but I was just talking a lot. Like I was probably talking for about a good three minutes, but I was on mute. So I apologize. But um, but what was what I was saying was that you know, when it comes to credit, there's a fear associated with open that part up of yourself to other people, and um. Once we get past that fear, we can really start tackling the things that we want to do to enhance our lifestyle, right? Whatever that is. And I don't like when people use credit as a as a um, an avenue just to make a purchase. Like you shouldn't want to fix your credit to buy, in my opinion, right? You should want to fix your credit because you know it opens your door to other opportunities to make purchases and pay less amount, of course. Um, maybe if you want to open a business, you know, maybe you want to get a job, an apartment. But just the intrinsic feeling that you get knowing that this piece of my finances is on point or this piece of my, of my financial lifestyle, you know, it's not an area where I'm scared to let people take a look at it. It makes you feel a certain way, and that's very important. So, Mr. George, man, I, I, pre- I, I appreciate you um, talking to us and giving us that information about, um, you know, yes. different things that are funny, and, you know, when it comes to money. And I want to have you back on because I think people really need to hear that. We need to hear the other side of money. It's, it's a scary thing to keep oh. us up at night, but it's also funny. It's it's, it's something that definitely. you can get some laughs out of it. Definitely, definitely. I know I use it all the time, and, and it is really funny when you get on the other side of it. You can look back and go, man, I can't believe I did all that silly Crazy stuff. I can't believe I done all that. I agree. I agree. And, and that's our our mission is to get on the other side. Everybody who's listening right now, you know, we we all have that. We all have that feeling in our gut that we can see ourselves beyond our current circumstances. We can see ourselves in a situation to where we walk in uh, a dealership, or we or we purchase a home, or we want to open up a business or we want to apply for something and we don't have that fear that we know we're going to get denied. Like the biggest fear is, and I've heard so many people say it is, oh, I can't apply to that job because I don't have a good credit score. Um, And whether that's true or not because of the requirements of that job, just so I can't even apply. Like I can't even fill out the application because I don't feel like I'm worthy enough, you know, or my credit is at a point where I know I'm not even worthy worthy enough to even give it a chance, give it a shot. And to me, that's huge. Like, you don't even know. You don't even know, you know, what they're looking at your credit. So they look at your credit profile, not necessarily your score, but you don't even know what they're looking for. But you won't apply because you see your credit score, and you're like, they're not going to give it to me anyway. And to me, that's just, it's, it's, you're just defeating yourself. I agree. There's no better feeling than walking into a, business or a bank, and they say, do you mind if we run your credit? And you go, run it then. I want you to run it. Let me help you. Let me help you run it. And there's no better feeling when you go, run it. Go ahead. 
when that confidence that you have when you know your credit is good. You know, I'm gonna get it anyway. I know I can. That's hilarious. You're right. Yeah. Man, that's the goal. Well, Mr. George, I appreciate you joining the show today and and making me laugh, man. That's 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 hilarious. Well, I, I can definitely support doing every everything that you talked about I've done before. I've been there and I I'm sure a lot of the our listeners have been in the same boat. And it's funny that you know, we kind of feel like when we're going through things, we're the only people, right? And it's just isolated yeah. in my life. But, man, well, you know, a lot next of time I come on, like Next time I come on, I want to talk about things we can do to help our credit out, like not putting uh, cars and stuff in your kids' names. Don't put the lights in your baby name no more. Don't do that. We can't do that no more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a list of things we can't do anymore to get your credit back. <laughs> give me, can you give me two right now? Can you give me two of those? Uh, one is, hey, stop stop getting a light bill in your baby name. Don't do that. And the second one is, stop trying to find somebody else's social security number. <laughs> You know, you know that whole I'm gonna wipe your points off your thing. No, 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 don't don't do that again. Don't do that. The little plastic sign on the side of the road. Don't do those. Don't do those. I think you can dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. Don't don't fall for that. Keep your eighty six dollars. Pay <laughs> pay on the bill. Pay on the bill. Oh man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I needed that. I appreciate All right, it. Man. All right. All right. Man, I'm, I'm going to hang around. That was Mr. J. Cornelius George, um, founder of Laugh Your Class Off. And, you know, again, he's a motivational speaker and a comedian. And, um, man, I love the way he just gave us a different perspective of money and just had me rolling. I mean, that, that guy is definitely funny. So I appreciate it. We're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to bring. Uh, Mr. Ash Cash on. Um, I can't wait. You know, I can't. Look, people pay to hear this man speak. So we're bringing him to you. Um, he's going to drop some knowledge on us. I got my notebook out. Um, he is somebody who I aspire to um, emulate. And so I just feel very honored to have him on the show. So when we get back, I want to hear from Mr. Ash Cash himself. Stay tuned. And get your notebooks out. We're going to get our learn on. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the iTalk Credit Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. And, man, I'm excited right now. I'm going to get my Steve Harvey on real quick. You guys don't mind. I want to introduce you to Radio Talk host on WHCR 90.3 FM in New York. Best-selling author of What the FICO and Mind Right, Money Right. He is the director of financial education for Bank Mobile. He's the founder of Ash Cash Enterprises. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Mr. Ash Cash. Mr. Cash, welcome to the show, sir. Ira, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, excited to be to be on with you today. Man, first of all, let me lay the groundwork and and give my respect to you because you are definitely you know, somebody who that I look at and who I'm emulating my career after, just to see different things that you're doing in, in the realm of financial literacy, your dedication to make sure people are educated and empowered, um, you know, writing a book. You know, I've looked at some of your videos and just your presentation style. I really appreciate you, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to support um, my show. So thank you so much. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, I think that, you know, that definitely means a lot because when you, you know, when you work through passion and you put in the workout, it, it means a lot to, you know, to be recognized and, and to know that, that you're making an impact. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Oh, no problem at all. So, Mr. Ashcast, this is your floor. This is your world. Talk to us, man. You know, what inspired you? number one, to even start on this quest and, and this mission to be a servant in our communities centered around financial literacy? Man, I, you know, my, my my story, uh, you know, goes back to, to growing up in, in Harlem, New York, uh, in the St. Nicholas houses. Man, I grew up in the projects, uh, you know, typical urban uh, child story, you know, single-parent home, pops wasn't around, uh, mother raised, you know, she did her best to raise myself, my brother, my sister, um, been an entrepreneur all my life. So at eight years old, nine years old, going out to the local supermarket, packing bags, and understanding at an early age what it was like to not have, uh, you know, uh, not be able to make ends meet. So my my mother worked at a factory job. So she's uh, she migrated from Haiti, uh, and so she worked factory jobs. wasn't able to really speak English that well. So the money that was coming into the household wasn't really much. And growing up in the, you know, in the hood in, in the 80s and 90s where you have people who are, you know, dressing nice and having cars and you're surrounded by that, me, I was just trying to, to survive. And so at an early age, learning how to be an entrepreneur, graduated around 11, 12 years old from packing bags and going to 125th Street selling CDs and mixtapes. And by the time I, I got to 17, 18 years old and, you know, started to, to work a real job and, you know, transition into to, to the banking world, I always knew I loved money. But when I realized that that was my passion, I just started to, to stay focused uh, and really understand how money works you know, why is it that some people are rich and some people are poor? How can you amass riches? And that was really just my goal was myself. Like, how do I, you know, break the generational curse? How can I become 
wealthy. And as I started to learn these lessons and learn what it what it really takes to to build wealth, the one thing that started jumping out at me was that you know if you knew better, you do better. That there are a lot of people who are from my background or who were the underdogs or who didn't have access. They just didn't know how money worked and. For a long time in my career, as I as I kind of you know worked the ranks, I, I've done everything in banking from teller, personal banker, uh, branch manager. I was the CEO of a credit union, uh, and so I've done a lot in banking. Uh, and and part of as I was climbing up, it was leaving the hood. It was it was teaching money to people who were multimillionaires. I was a private banker for about two years, and I had 400 clients. My, you know, my, my biggest client was worth $22 million. He didn't really need my assistance. You know, I wasn't giving him uh, any knowledge that, he, that, that was going to make or break his bank account. He needed me to, to, to uh, you know, help him make more money. Uh, and so when I realized that my, my background, my story is unique, someone who comes from, you know, the, the hood, uh, somebody who understands the inner city and was able to kind of make a way for himself, I said, man, I, I, I got to come back. You know, Jay-Z has this line that I live by where he says, there, there's much bigger issues in the world I know, but I first had to take care of the world I know. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's my mission. That's my story uh, is that, I'm, I'm, you know, my, my first mission in life, uh, it's just to take care of the world I know, and I know this world very well, um, and, and I'm a credible messenger because I'm not somebody who don't, you know, I don't, I understand what it what it's like to live low income. Um, I, I also understand how it is to make a lot of money, but then you know lose it right from, by by making uh, some bad decisions. So you know, I I am somebody who uh, not only talks the talk, I walk the walk, and I try to teach from my experience and the experiences of others. And that's awesome. And one of the things, you are definitely a living testimony. And listeners, I want you to really pay attention to this, that, again, we say it time and time again, no matter where you are today, you know, with the proper planning, you know, what actions you're taking, your commitment, um, people you surround yourself with, there's a lot that can be thrown into that bucket. But one important thing is you can change the trajectory of your life. You know, you can today choose say, hey, I want to do something better. I don't want to stay in this place. You know, I don't care if you're living in the projects. You know, I don't care if, you know, your credit score is negative. Like, you know, you ask somebody for credit and they just slap you. I don't care where you are in your lifestyle, you can change it. So I appreciate you sharing that with us, Mr. Ash. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think that's the, that the, most, the most important message that everyone needs to understand is that it doesn't even matter, right, because yesterday is gone. Like, there's nothing you can do to change what happened yesterday, and that's, that's done with. Uh, and even tomorrow, right, tomorrow is, is always running from us. So we can't really focus too much on tomorrow. What we need to do every single day is just focus on where we are right now and how do we continue to just be the best that we can be. How can we, we make the decisions today that, that's going to eventually help us with our tomorrows? And like you said, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your circumstances. It doesn't matter the the, the fact that you have breath in your body, the fact that you're still alive, the fact that you still have a brain and you can think of things uh, is, is all that you need to change your situation. It starts with the mind. And that's why, you know, my first book, Mind Right, Money Right, a lot of people think that, you know, oh, if I had more money, my credit would be better. If I had more money, I, you know, my, 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 I would make better financial decisions. Um, and that's not the case. It's not about money. It's about the mind. 
you change the mindset, right? You change the way you look at things. The things that you look at will change. So you have to start with the mindset. You have to change your mind. You have to, you know, get your mind right, and then everything will fall into place. Mind right, money right. Mind right, body right. Mind right, life right. Everything in your life that you want to change, it starts with your mind. That's right. That's right. I, I'm a big believer in that, you know. Biggie said more money, more problems. He never said more knowledge, more problems. Right, never said that. So um, I think that when you change your mentality again, it starts becoming about not what I can get, but how can I position myself to be the best me I can be, right? And that can kind of branch out to a lot of different categories. But you know, if we're just looking at credit, let's just say personal finances in general from a really transactional point of view, it's really I want to do A because I need to get B, right? But if we look at it as this thing, if we can, you know, get it to a point where we're more confident, we can get it to a point where we can actually leverage leverage our credit and our our finances and our assets to make us, you know, do bigger and better things, then I believe you walk on this, you walk in a space where you actually have belief that you can affect change and that you can actually accomplish goals. And at the end of the day, I think that's something that everybody wants, no matter what color you are, no matter what your profession, education, how much money you got in your pocket, everybody wants to feel like they can set and accomplish goals. Yeah, no, absolutely. And credit credit is definitely a gateway to financial freedom because, you know, it's about leverage. It's about how can you lose money uh, in order to uh, create that wealth for yourself. When you look at uh, those who are wealthy, and, and again, I have – you know, over 15 years of experience in banking, when you look at those who are wealthy, even the folks who have the actual money in their account, they never use their account, their, their money uh, in order to build wealth. They're using other people's money. They're using other people's uh, assets. They're using, you know, their leverage uh, in order to build their wealth, and they secure their money, uh, but they use other people's money. So credit uh, is definitely the gateway uh, for building wealth, for financial freedom. But then even what you talk about, that self-confidence, you know, as you start to, to work on your credit um, and, and do the take the actionable items, the things that's going to, you know, get you to that, to that great space of that 700 club uh, as it relates to your credit, uh, you know, that, that gives you confidence. You know, like, like, like one of the guests said earlier, you know, like you, you could walk into a place and, 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 and they say, hey, I'm going to check your credit, and, and that no longer is a threat, right? That's, that's no longer a threat. That's now, you know, you have that confidence. Now you can go in there and negotiate. Now you can say, I, I know my credit is, is where it is. Before you check my credit, let's talk about, you know, you know the, this interest rate. You know, I know I have an 800. I know I have a 750. What interest rate do you give? Now you can talk a little more confidently. Now you're not at the mercy of of the of the lender. Uh, you can now you know command and demand. You know what 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 terms you want. Um, and so it's it's really about freedom. It's all it's all, it's definitely about leverage. It's definitely about you know creating that 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 gateway to financial freedom. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, we have a you know, so I have a segment on this show, and it's actually a movement that I'm trying to start called Death to the Score. And what that's about mm-hmm. is not necessarily, hey, credit bureaus, credit is horrible, but it's death to the mentality is, all that, is that all the thing that matters is those three numbers, right? That mm-hmm. score, that risk model, that algorithm that's created by, you know, people at the bureaus, that's all that matters. 
But what we're talking about is transcending that way of thinking. It's understanding. It's the daily behaviors. It's your mind. It's what you're focused on. It's what you deem that's in, that truly matters. Matters that will trickle down into your behaviors, which will trickle down into, you know, how are you managing your credit? How are you managing your finances? How are you managing your body? How are you managing your health? How are you managing your relationship with others? We have to get to the. We have to stop looking at the, the result and actually look at the root cause. In my opinion, mm. you know, and, and that's the mentality of everything. So, no, I I, I love that man. I I love I love what you just said there because. Um, you know, what, what people don't realize is that life is a journey, not a destination. Um, and if you keep focusing on the destination, if you keep saying to yourself, man, I'm, I just I want to get to that 750, I want to get to that 800 uh, as it relates to your credit score. Even uh, if you're on a weight loss journey, I want to lose weight, I want to get to this place or whatever the case may be, um, you are looking at it the wrong way because as you start looking at your credit score, your weight loss, your bank account, whatever that goal is, uh, when you look at it as a destination, as a place to, to, to get to, once you get there, then what happens, right? There's no, there's no maintenance of it. Um, so the important thing is not to focus so much on the score, on, the, on your weight, on the dollar amount that you want in your bank account. It's really about the journey. What is the journey to get to that space? How do you need to eat to look a certain way? How do you need to you know, what kind of money habits do you have to have in order to have, you know, uh, certain zeros in your bank account? What kind of, you know, money habits do you need to have in order to have your credit a certain way? And if you focus on that, you know, like I speak, I spoke earlier about just focusing on today. What are the, the things that you can do? What, are, what, are, what can you do today to be the best possible use as, as it relates to your credit? What are those habits that you need to do every single day. And if you just start adapting those habits, if you understand these are the habits of, of people who have great credit scores and I'm going to just change my lifestyle and start to, to adapt those habits. And as you adapt those habits, the score is just going to come. The score, the good score is a, a byproduct of your daily habits. And what happens is that, you know, if you focus on a daily habit and not necessarily that destination, when you get to that quote-unquote destination, when you get to that 700, that 750, that 800, nothing really changes because you are now adapting a new habit, and because of that habit, you will maintain that score. So I love, I, I love what you just said there. I think that is genius. I think that's the mentality, that's the mindset that we have to have in order to live our best life. I agree. I appreciate that. Um, so one of the things that we always say is you have to obtain it, maintain it, and explain it. And we're going to skip to explain. And really what it means is each one teach one, take that information and disperse it, right? Educate people on what you did to change your life and how they can do it too, especially some of your people or peers that are going through the exact same thing that you're going through. Maybe they confide in you about those things. And, you know, a huge in my opinion, part of that is educating the youth. And mm -hmm. we already know, you know, we know that traditional financial literacy is not something that's really focused on K-12. It's not uh, a standardized in the curriculum. You might have pockets and different nonprofits that go in and, and teach, but it's not really standard in the curriculum the way it should be. Um, I know you do seminars and you go out and you talk to people about personal finances in general and different things that they can do. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, where do you see, not not where we're going, but the importance of educating our youth on personal finances in general. Um, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, I think I think you know one of the things that I've I've always had an issue with uh, is that there's there's only five states that require uh, financial literacy in high school, uh, and so there has to be at a you know at a state level uh, a change in, in in that policy where it's it's mandatory, right? Because in order for us uh, to thrive, even from a national standpoint, to be you know a national powerhouse, we have to. Uh, make sure that we're making the right decisions financially, that we're not, you know, slaves or, you know, indebted to corporations. Um, and so I think that, that it's important uh, that at a state level it needs to change where it becomes mandatory. But until that time, uh, it definitely starts with the youth. It definitely starts uh, with, with teaching uh, kids early about the importance of fiscal responsibility because what winds up happening is that, you know, once – uh, a student goes from high school uh, and begins to go to college, uh, it's their first real time uh, focusing on their finances, whether it's financial aid, whether it's living on dorm, whether it is taking out loans. It is their first real opportunity to be an adult, and they are going into it not understanding how personal finances work, uh, and there's, that is the trickle-down effect, that's what sets off generation, a country, uh, a community of people who are living paycheck to paycheck, who have bad credit, and are starting from behind. So they go to college, uh, or if they don't go to college, they start their adult life, and then they, you know, uh, you know, after high school, they, they start their adult life, and they still don't understand anything about money, and they go get a job, uh, and then they, they still paycheck to paycheck, they still mess up their credit. Um, and then now, Instead of living life the way they, they should be living life, where it's, they're enjoying what they're doing, they feel like they have to work in order to pay back bills or they have to work in order to make ends meet. Um, and so it, it starts at a young age, and if we begin uh, to start, you know, taking control of our communities uh, and focusing on touching the youth uh, at an early age, uh, I think that will begin that, that process of making some financially responsible adults. You know, I, I sit on the board of a nonprofit called World of Money, and we start our uh, students at seven, at, from seven to 18 years old, we start providing with comprehensive, uh, you know, every summer it's a, it's a financial institute. We give them comprehensive uh, financial education to make sure that by the time they, they, turn, they turn 18, they understand the, the difference between the, a, need, a need and a want. They understand that they can't just be consumers, that they have to be producers, investors, philanthropists. They have to, you know, have these other types of, of, of things in their life uh, in order to build wealth. And it, it, start, it starts young. It starts the moment your child can talk is when you need to start having those conversations about money. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I love the fact that you do that. This is so important. That's the one thing, you know, that, you know, I feel like a lot of times we, we're slaves to this misconception that where we are right now or our, our, our current situation, our current circumstance, we're slaves to the fact that we believe that, that is our life, right? That mm -hmm. is where I'll be. You know, I can't move beyond it, and since I, I don't have a choice, right, in the matter, I'm just going to stay here. I'm just going to make my bed, and I'm just going to try to do the best I can. <clears throat> and I think that actually starts in, a, 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 it starts in a, how much information that you have, right? And if we're talking about educating people, especially at a young age, and telling them that, hey, 
you know, it's not. Don't look at money as something that it closes doors on your credit or something that's always oh, a bad thing. Um, you know, mommy got my mommy got her car taken away or daddy got the house taken away. But if we look at it as something that it can really transform your life, it's the way we perceive money. The way we perceive credit means a lot because if we look at it as something that can really help us and not hinder us, then I believe we'll be more. It's, it's more advantageous for you to go and be educated about something which you think is going to help you down the road, right, than something that's going to not necessarily be beneficial to you. And I think that's what start educating people at a young age will do. It will show them the positives of making good or smarter financial decisions. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, that, and that's why, you know, I, I love um, just teaching about, fi- you know, financial education uh, because, you know, we're changing the narrative. People like myself, people like you, you know, people that are who understand uh, that it's not about your circumstance, that no matter where you are, uh, you can, you know, ch- change and, and, and make a, you know, make a better way. Uh, that's why I love financial education because, uh, you know, for one, when, when I was coming up, there wasn't a lot of information as it relates to financial education. So for me, I had to learn through trial and error. Um, the great thing about it now is that we have access to the Internet. We have access to people. We have access to stories. We have people who are out here now, you know, willing to be vulnerable, willing to be transparent, willing to share their stories. Um, and so, you know, for me, when I was coming up, if someone was, someone told me, you know, you know, it's not about my circumstance, I could just point to my neighborhood and be like, well, this, you know, I could, I could point out all these people who were victims of circumstance, people who wanted to do the right thing, but because of their environment, they couldn't get out. Uh, but now, you know, where there's so many examples of people who were, were not victims of their uh, circumstance, now there's contrast. Now there is a choice. Now people could, could, you know, you can't make an excuse and say, I didn't know because the information is there. Um, and it is our jobs, those, those who do know, uh, it is our job to get that information out. So at least, you know, because there's people that I talk to who I give them the information, they still do nothing with it, um, and, and, and I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, uh, those who are ready, those who want to change are going to change, but my job is to give the information so that at least people can make a choice. You can choose to be a victim of, of your circumstance or you can choose to be a victor. You can choose to be, you know, you know, someone who just says, why me? Or you look at the situation, you said, why not? Why not me? Why I why can't be the person who lives abundant? Why I can't be the person who, you know, lives the best life? And so giving the opportunity, giving the knowledge, you now have a choice. And the, the life that you live, it, you choose every single day with your habits, with your actions, with what, what you do with your time, who you surround yourself with. You decide how good or bad your life is going to be. And once you make that decision, based on all of the information that you have, you have to live with it because you made that choice. So that's why I, am, I love financial education, and it's important that you know, we continue to, to put out this message and put out the work and give people the knowledge so that they can make the, the choice based on what's given to them. Yeah, and I'm glad that you talk about that. In your book, My Right, Money Right, Ten Laws of Financial Freedom, you know, I know that it's it's really more than just about the money aspect, and I'm glad that you brought that up as well. I believe it's a holistic approach, and um, it's something that you can think on on terms of a lot of different areas in your life, but you want to make sure that I believe everything kind of ties together, right? So health, money, spirituality, relationships, um, just mind, body, and spirit type thing. 
But in terms of your finances, mind, like what you think about and how it's affecting you, how it's keeping you up at night, you know, how it's something that you look at that you can never move past your situation, it creates an Im- imbalance in your life that affects so many other areas than just your pockets. Um, talk to me a little bit about your book and what you were trying to um, explain in My Right Money Right. No, absolutely. You know, when when I uh, grew up in a neighborhood, the the first thing I thought was the reason why our neighborhoods are the way they are uh, is because we just don't have money, right? The rich get richer, the poor get stay poor. Uh, and I really just thought that if you were born into a certain circumstance, that's just it. That's just how it's going to be. Uh, but as I started to look at the mindset of those who had wealth, who, who were able to, you know, get out of their circumstance, I realized that, hmm, uh, it's not really about where you come from. Uh, it's really about the mindset. Then as I started to dig a little deeper and started to work with people who made a lot of money but were still struggling, right? I knew, I know, I know people now who, you know, make high six figures, who are millionaires uh, and still live paycheck to paycheck because, you know, as they start making more money, they start to uh, create more you know, expenses for themselves, more debt for themselves, and they have to maintain this lifestyle. And, I, it, you know, the, 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 the idea sparked and said, listen, you have to teach people, you know, there are tons of books out there uh, that, are, that are about just the money, you know, how, how to do the practical things, how to save, how to budget, how to invest, how to start a business. There are tons of books out there that have that, but what about the mindset? It starts with the mindset. It starts with believing in yourself. It starts with, you know, your, your self-confidence, having a positive mental attitude. Um, and so, you know, I, I decided to write a book, especially uh, for my community, the people who have a similar background as, as I have. Uh, I, you know, they're not being given this message. Um, and so what I, what I wanted to do in the book uh, is really illustrate 10 stories of people who have a similar background, who understand uh, these laws of financial freedom, and how can we use their story in order to understand certain concepts, you know, like paying yourself first, understand concepts, you know, like home ownership, like investing, um, you know, like, you know, staying hungry and staying determined, you know, like having a positive mental attitude. How can we use their story uh, in order to show how, how important that plays in money, you know, I think I think the the, the biggest misconception uh, is that people, you know, have their situation or are in their situation because of the amount of money they make. But it's not really about that. It's really about you know your your perspective on money. How do you view it? Um, are you working hard for money, or is your goal to make money work hard for you? Uh, you know, and so I, I talk about a lot of those concepts, like passive income, like creating residual incomes, like having multiple streams of income. Um, I talk about those things because it is imperative that we understand that we should not only rely on our physical labor, uh, we should also rely. We should also create a system uh, that allows our money to work for us instead of us having to work hard for money. Oh man, that's right. Those are, and you know, this is this is golden nuggets because. First of all, people pay, you know, dollar to hear this type of information. But not only that, but this is information that, again, we're not just talking about what's in your pocket. And one thing that I want to challenge people to do is not just look at your credit, your finances as a standalone item that 
you know, I have to fix this over here because everything else in my life is, is A-OK. So look how it's connected, you know. I personally, I've been in situations where I've been so, you know, just so focused on what's in my pocket and how much money is coming in and how much money is going out that I couldn't even sleep at night. Therefore, my next day at work, I wasn't as productive. Therefore, I wasn't eating good, so my health was off. And I wasn't trusting in, you know, the things that my creator told me he would do for me. So, you know, that was even out of whack. And it really touches a lot of different areas in your life. So don't think of it as just a standalone issue. Think of it as something that, you know, look, this part of me has to be right because it touches so many different facets of my daily livelihood that I can't treat it as just something that, hey, it doesn't matter if this is wrong over here because guess what? I got, you know, other things in my life that are going great. No, we need balance, right? And I believe you have to be just as focused on that area as any other area in your life. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's definitely about balance. It definitely uh, plays a part, you know, especially, you know, finances. You know, your finances help help you. It helps with everything else you want to do. You think about if you uh, your quality of life is affected by the quality of your finances, uh, the quality of your relationships too, right, even from a family perspective. You know, I'm married. I have two children, right, and so how do I – uh, provide for those children? How do I give them the best life that I want them to have? How do I enjoy my wife? You know, and, and, and you know, uh, of course, I'm not saying uh, that money is everything, uh, but at the end of the day, there are uh, things that money, you, you know, you're required to have uh, in order to just live from a basic level. There are things that you that you need to have in order to just enjoy, you know, basic relationships. And so, uh, you know, definitely it's a, it's a big piece of that. I um, mean, I think that's part of the mindset too. I think, um, you know, somehow in our in our in our neighborhoods in our communities, uh, we were sort of taught uh, that money is evil, that money is the root of all evil, and uh, we kind of get these pictures shown to us of these people who have a lot of money who do evil things and they have to do these things to obtain this money. So we have that in the back of our head. We start to think to ourselves, well, if I have a lot of money, then I'm going to be evil. I'm going to be this way. Um, And one of the the, the biggest messages um, that, that I know and that I try to teach to people is that money just magnifies who you already are. Um, and so if someone's evil and they get money, they're just going to be more evil. Uh, but if you're a good person, if you live righteous, if you understand, uh, you know, you treat people kindly and you do things, uh, you know, in, in, in a way that is uh, helping you and, and humanity, uh, once you get money, you get, you get to do more of that. And so if you're tired uh, of people being evil, if you're tired of, of, you know, people not giving back to their community, if you're tired um, of just not, you know, people not having resources, then then you have to do yourself and the community a favor and make more money and, and focus on, you know, proper financial management because now it's going to amplify who you are. So if you're someone who will give somebody a dollar, as you start making more money, you'll have more money to be able to help. Um, And that's what I look at it. I always say that I'm blessed to be a blessing. Um, And so, you know, when when I look at my blessings, you know, it's not at the point where, um, you know, I'm doing this from a selfish perspective. You know, I love to give back to the community. And so as I continue uh, to write more books and to, uh, you know, be blessed to to be given platforms uh, that are able to, uh, provide, you know, pro- provide not even from not only from a spiritual perspective, but from a financial perspective. Uh, it allows me to give back. You know, if, if I'm if I'm able to get paid to speak, 
and travel the country, then I'm also able to, to give back to a high school and not have to say, hey, inner city high school, you have to pay me a fee. I can say, you know what, you know, I've, I've already made a fee from going, you know, going across the country speaking, and so now I can, I can give back my time. But if I'm not making money, then I can't do that. And so we also have to look at that perspective as well and understand uh, that money amplifies who we are. And so if we want to do more good, you know, sometimes having more money allows us to do that. Yeah, definitely. You know, it puts you in a position where you can um, affect change on a a higher range than just your four walls, right? Um, and that's important because at the end of the day, we all have to play our part in our community of uplifting our communities and empowering our communities. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Um, so, and sometimes it's really leading by example. Sometimes people are mm-hmm. looking at you and never even telling you that they're looking at you. They're paying attention to the moves that you make, the decisions that you make, and they can formulate. In my mind, if Ashcash can do it, then so can I. If Ira Royal can do it, then so can I. And you want mm-hmm. people when they look at you and you're making those decisions that they become inspired, empowered, right? Not defeated. So you're right. Huge. Great. Well, Mr. Cash, first of all, I just want to, again, just say thank you for taking the time out of your day, um, out of your schedule to support this show, to support this movement. You know, I really appreciate you, and um, keep doing what you're doing, because one thing I can tell you, I'm looking at you. I definitely consider you a, um, you know, somebody in the game that I want to come in and, and emulate, like I said, beginning of the show, and that I look at as a mentor in terms of what you're doing. So I appreciate your time, man. And any last words of wisdom that you can give the, the viewers and the listeners um, will be greatly appreciated. No, absolutely. You know, first and foremost, Ira, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, there's an African proverb that I love that says, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Um, and so the fact that you're able to have this platform and allow me to share the platform with you um, is, is truly an honor, and I appreciate it. Um, and then secondly, you know, thank you. You know, thank you uh, as well um, for allowing uh, me to be that mentor, to be that person that uh, can, can you know, can help inspire, you know, your movement. Because at the end of the day, I think that was the, you know, when I look at other movements in the past, uh, that was the issue. The issue with the movement was that there was one person, there was there was two people uh, that were just the, the heads of movement. Um, and once you got rid of that head of the movement, uh, the movement died. Um, and so I always applaud. I always look forward to uh, connecting with others who are who are sharing this message uh, because we need more people uh, to understand the importance of fiscal responsibility, understand, you know, why it's important uh, to get this message out there. Um, so I salute you. I appreciate you for what you're doing. Um, and definitely, you know, the open line, you have my information anytime you need, uh, definitely reach out. Um, and, you know, my last word uh, uh, for, for the audience uh, would be to, to start with your mind. You know, uh, I can't stress it enough. If, you, if your mind is right, everything else starts to uh, go into, you know, uh, set, sets itself up. Uh, and, and sets itself up right. Um, so when you start thinking about your credit, uh, stop only focusing uh, on that that number, as Ira mentioned earlier. Uh, don't only focus on 
you know, I'm going to fix my credit because I'm trying to buy a car right now. Or I'm trying to buy, you know, a house right now. Or, or I need to get, get the job or whatever the case may be. You know, focus on the daily habits. Focus on your mindset. Understand your why. Why do you want good credit? Why do you want to maintain your, your finances? Why do you want more money? If you, if you focus on the why, the how then becomes easier. Uh, because when you understand why you're doing something, uh, you understand the motivation behind it, the inspiration behind it, uh, you then start to create a path that's going to allow you uh, to do everything every single day that you need to do in order to get to where you need to go. So focus on your why, you know, get your mind right. Um, and as you get your mind right, uh, you get your money right, you get your body right, you get your life right, you get your love right. Uh, it's just about the mindset. So focus on the mind um, and everything else will follow. Absolutely amazing. And I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, I couldn't have said it that good. But I just, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, you know, anytime that you want to come back to the show and drop some knowledge on us, please do so. Um, I'm going to keep asking. <laughs> you know, I know you're busy, but um, you know, anytime you can come on and, and drop some nuggets on us, we appreciate it because one thing that I can say for certain is everybody wants that change. Just a lot of people don't know Absolutely. where to start. They don't know where to start. They Absolutely. don't know that it's in their grasp, you know. No, absolutely. And definitely on that point, man, make sure, uh, you know, I'm very accessible. You, you know, go to my website, imashcash.com. Uh, follow me on all uh, social media. I'm, I'm very active on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and my handle is at imashcash. Uh, definitely connect with me. Uh, I'm an open book. I, you know, I love uh, to share the knowledge. Uh, they say knowledge is the one thing you could give away without losing any. Um, so definitely, you know, I love to do that. So I encourage your listeners uh, to reach out and to, to connect with me. Um, and, again, I, I, you know, I thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. That was Mr. Ashcash. Man, I mean, just amazing, brother, really doing a lot of things in the community, changing the game. Um, and, and the reason why I love, you know, the way he presents his topics is because he's talking from a place of empowerment. He's talking from a place of you can. And you, we're so used to in, in the world of credit of getting denied and, you know, sitting behind the desk with the person with the suit on telling us no. Um, so having people like that tell us you can do it. You know, it is, it's in your grasp. It's in your reach. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some dedication. It's going to take some, um, you know, being uncomfortable in different areas, but you can do it. And I think that's always a good thing. So with that being said, I'm going to let his golden nugget be our death to the death to the score moment today. He just gave us the motivation to, hey, you know, take control of your financial lifestyle. Um, he just told us about, you know, mom right, money right, that it's so important to start at a young age. Um, and so I appreciate it. So one thing that I always want to leave everybody with is, again, that whole notion of obtain, maintain, explain, right? Obtain that knowledge, obtain that, that score, obtain that, that savings account that you want, obtain that, um, just anything dealing with your finances or any part of your life, not just finances, obtain that weight, you know, obtain that relationship that you want. But after you obtain it, maintain it. And there's things that you need to do on a daily basis. Your mind has to be at a certain place where you're more aware, you're committed, 
and you're involved and you're engaged, but after you obtain and after you're in a situation where you're maintaining it, explain it. Get back. Go back to the schools. You know, help people that, that were just like you when you were in that same circumstance. Make sure you're explaining what you went through because you never know who's looking at you. You never know what seed that you're going to deposit in someone, how that's going to transform their life. Each one, teach one. It takes a community. All these things are things that we grew up listening to and hearing, but we really need to make it more of a daily attitude and action that we really put in place. Um, that's what Death to the Score is all about. It's all about that mentality. It's all about taking control of your financial lifestyle, not to buy something, not to make a purchase, but because it just needs to be done, right? That's something that's really going to affect you in a lot of different areas of your life. Um, and you'll see the, the fruits of that. You'll see you're walking a new way. You're talking a new way. You're able to sit in a, at a table and feel like you're supposed to be there. You want to pick up that um, application or fill out that application online, and your first um, thing on your mind is not going to be, I can't get it because of my credit. It's, am I qualified for it? You know, if I'm qualified for it, let's go. Let's do it. The worst thing they can do is tell me no. Right? So, everybody have a wonderful, have a blessed day. Next week, we're going to have the CEO of E-Credible on. He's going to tell us about his organization and how they're in the, the cutting edge of this thing we call alternative data. Um, so, we're going to have a conversation with him. I think that's going to be actually really, really informative. So, again, I thank you for supporting the movement. <laughs> Each week, we're trying to get better and better and better trying to take it to a larger scale. But my, my number one number one thing that I want to see happen or my passion is if I can just reach one person, you know, to me, that's amazing. If I can just get you to start having conversations with people, open up the discussions, um, talk about it, at least find out what do I want, right? What do I value? What's my passion? Where do I want to be? Um, that, to me, would mean the world to me because... As I say on each show, after you get this information, it's your job to make it applicable to your life. It's your job to continue the discussion. It's your job to further investigate. Um, there's no guru, right? There's no one one size fits all. It's a lot of different things that are, you know, that can really enable you or make it possible for you to, you know, do some of the things in your life that it would take a person with, you know, a sound financial profiles do, right? So we want to make sure that we're confident in all areas of our life, and that's the goal of my show. That's my agenda is to educate, is to bring on people who speak into you, empower you, give you the real, not the sugar-coated, um, make you understand that you know money and finances and credit isn't this scary little boogeyman, but there's, it's fun in it. We're trying to make credit sexy again, right? So we can understand it, we can digest it, and we can truly move forward into it. So I appreciate, I appreciate you supporting the movement, and we'll be back here next Thursday, 7 p.m., right here on the I Talk Credit Show. Have a blessed day, and go out and just love on somebody today. Go out and give somebody a compliment um, because it will make you feel good. You know, one thing I love about, you know, empowering other people is it empowers you too. So go out and make somebody smile today. Have a wonderful day.